What's up, everyone? And welcome to episode number 39 of the Two Metal for This podcast. I'm Jason. How are you with me? As always, Izzy is just. How's it going? And with his sultry voice, Bobby. Robert, the fucker of Mother's McDermott. We want to start by saying thank you all for listening. We appreciate your support. Fucking hey. You can continue to show your support by doing any or all. All of it. All of the following things. <laughs> Fucking click, you lazy bums. I know. There's at least a hundred or so of you that are listening on Spotify every week. Mm-hmm. Just click the rating button. Click it. Give us a five-star review. Five stars. Or fucking one, just for funny. But give us a review, because it helps us get in the good graces of the algorithm gods. And that's (laughs) what we need, because when people search for a metal podcast, we need this one to be the first one that they see. If you you like the podcast, chances are more people will, too. Have you heard the other shit? It's fucking stupid sounding. I'm not on it. Also, don't forget, give us a like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Two Metal for This. We share some fun shit there. We share some silly memes. We share some news stories. And we're pretty cool. So make sure you give us a like and follow. We are pretty cool. Pretty fucking metal. And lastly, like the guys said already, tell your friends, tell your family, annoy your coworkers. Yeah. Let people know. Spread the word that's how you can help us out mm, spread it so that said we want to shout out some of our supporters first and foremost i want to shout out mr mike coker if not for mike we would be sweating our ass off in the studio tonight fuck yeah thanks he mike was so kind to come and get this ac going for us love that guy. and we are fucking grateful i hope you're listening to this mike we love you you're yes. an official part of the TMFT we, we family We very much now. appreciate it. It's we summer are cool here in Florida. Because of yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Mike. Get him a sticker. What other shout-outs do you guys got this week? Uh, so, my dude at work is not on the social medias because he's, you know, fucking caveman, I guess. Uh, Shout-out to John Martin and his boy Nick is also a fan. But those guys listen every week and they comment every week. They got input and stuff. Uh, he is a fan of uh, the thrash stuff that we did on that episode. So uh, cheers to those guys. Uh, keep listening. Shout out to good listener, Danny Leader, who hurt his foot at Rockville. Can't be here with us right now, but hey, appreciate it. Also, shout out to Big Baby Jesus, Kevin. Fuck yeah. Who's going to have an appearance on a Tales from the Tour episode later this week for you guys mm-hmm. to check out. And he's in the room with us Yeah, right he might now. be in the room with us right now. He's listening. He's blushing a little bit because we're giving him a shout-out. Go on. You look cute when you blush. All right. So we got a really cool episode for you this week. We're going to be doing our first ever deep dive into a band's discography. And what better band to start with than System of a Down? Yes. We're going to be talking about all five of the System of a Down albums. Mm -hmm. And Bobby's got some music reviews for us. Mm Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, here's Justin with the news. The news. Foo Fighters have officially announced their new touring drummer, and it's Josh 
Freese, formerly yeah. of the Offspring, if you didn't know. Mm, he's done other shit that was cool. He was in a perfect circle. There you and, go. Uh, he hung out with Josh Homie in the desert sessions and shit. Mm-hmm. That guy fucking rules. Great replacement, I think. Yeah, give me a hand job one time in an alley. There you go. That was me with a Josh Freese mask. <laughs> You're welcome. Foo Fighters currently have a number of festival stops over the summer in their new album, but Here We Are is set to release on June 2nd. Hell Looking yeah. forward to that one. Mm. Motionless and White's headline run, titled The Touring, The End of the World Tour, which mm. is terrible. Let's hope. Uh, they added a stop in Orlando on October 15th with Knocked Loose After the Burial and Alpha Wolf. Tour kicks off officially September 17th in Pittsburgh and wraps up October 29th in Boston. Motionless and White will also be co-headlining with In This Moment starting July 8th in Yunkinsville, Connecticut and ending August 9th in Albany, New York. Fit for a King and From Ashes to New will open that tour. They got some good supporting acts on there. I don't know if you guys have heard Alpha Wolf, but those guys are no, fucking no, no, cool. no. Motionless and White comes out after Knocked Loose. Yeah. Correct. They're, they who the fuck's there after the knock loose crowd kicks the shit out of every fucking other band's fans and then leaves because their band's done. I All guess. the young, attractive goth girls. That's Ooh. who. I mean, I guess I'll find out because if I don't, I guess go, I'll be there also. Then uh, if I don't, if I don't go to the just uh, research for science and whatnot. If I don't go to the Orlando you know, show, say knock loose, and then you got them fuckers come know. on after it. Shit, yeah. knock loose is a great band live, but yeah, it's like nail bomb and then a day to remember. The fuck's going on? I'll be there for a day to remember. I'm there for Nail Bomb and then the cool goth chicks. I'll always remember the day I saw Nail Bomb. I hate me town. God, so fucked up. Mm. Monomarth added two headline dates. The first one is August 10th in Omaha, Nebraska, with Creeping Death and 200 stab wounds in support. Mm -hmm. They'll also headline September 9th in Riverside, California, with Gatekeeper. Mm. Sorry, Gate Creeper. Right, and Tune D. Rip off. I like them. Uh, you can also catch a Monomarth supporting Ghost this fall on the Re Emperor Tour. Mm-mm. Starts August 2nd in Concord, California, and it ends September 8th in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm so <laughs> interested to see that crowd. A Monomarth and Ghost together. It's two completely opposite crowds. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But they're all nerds. <laughs> yeah. Some of them dress up like scary priests, and, and some of them dress Vikings. up like Vikings. There's so going to be see- a lot of grandmas and minivans in the parking lot so waiting you- for their fucking children. Do you think the priests are going to be sitting on the ground rowing the boat with the Vikings? Oh, I fucking I hope, hope so. so. I hope, I so hope that they they do the Viking dumb sit on the floor thing, and then somebody like walls of death them. Because that's <laughs> dumb. Why the f- you sit down in a row? And do your because it's fun, is it? And you is. know what's funner than I've that? I've done it. Fucking your goddamn stupid rowboat shit up. I the way that destroyed you. So you're crowd killing? Got that one. Yeah, oh, that's geez. dumb. We sitting down in the fucking. You're, you're crowd killing me then, because I have never done it. But if I get the opportunity, it's shit. My ass is on the floor rowing mm. the boat, baby. Now you do what brother Jay did, and you drag a fucking chair out into the middle of the fucking pit, and you sit down, and you're like, my fucking feet hurt. I worked all day. <laughs> Shout out to Brother Jay. <laughs> Dude's fucking brutal. Cataclysm will release their new album, Goliath, on August 11th. The first single, Bringer of Violence, is now streaming. The band also did a music video for that track, if you want to check it out. All right. Exodus have canceled their upcoming European dates as guitarist Gary Holt has a family emergency that he needs to deal with. His brother was struck by, was it a taxi or something like that? He was struck by a vehicle. And uh, he's got to take care of his brother. So 
Got to take care of your bro, dude. That's his only. That's the last living member of his family. It's unfortunate, man. You got to go so, get that, dude. Best wishes to them. Amen. Uh, Testaments, Alex Skolnick. Skolnick will mm-hmm. sit out the band's European tour due to family emergency. It happens, but great, not great replacement. Phil Demmel mm-hmm. from Violence. Who the fuck else? And would you get? Machine Head will be filling in, formerly of Machine Head, obviously. I mean, for real, who the fuck else are you gonna get? That's the guy. That's the guy. He's he, the workhorse. He's, he's a riff guy. He, that, he's yeah. literally the guy. Everybody calls him. That's the guy. I mean, there's the fucking man. There's a reason. Uh, Bad Wolves have canceled their upcoming tour due to vocalist DL being advised by doctors to stay off plane flights and limit physical activity until the end of June due to an unnamed medical issue. Bad Wolves are expected to be back on the road this summer with Volbeat and Hailstorm, which kicks off July 12th in Toronto and it ends August 6th in Grantville, Pennsylvania. Danzig will hit the road for a 13-date run in celebration of the 1988 self-titled solo album. Mm-hmm. At every show, they will play that entire album from front to back. That's Behemoth, cool. Twin Temple, and Midnight will support. Mm-hmm. The tour kicks off August 25th in Las Vegas and wraps up September 17th in Chicago. That's a dumb lineup. It's highly advised that mothers all tell their children not to walk his way. Mm-hmm. Shadows Fall have played a handful of shows over the ah. last two years, and they now appear to be gearing up for potentially a new album mm-hmm. or at least some new songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, frontman Brian Fair was recently interviewed on the Josta show. Shout oh, out yeah. to Jamie Josta. Mm-hmm. He said they're putting together riffs that could become the skeletons of new songs, but nothing is set in stone yet. Either way, I think it's exciting news. I'd like to hear some mm-hmm. new Shadows Fall. Uh, their last album was, what was it 2012? Fire from the Sky. It's been a long time. Well, it's cool because he's not in Death Ray Vision anymore, which was a bummer because I really like that was like a super group kind of the metalcore vibes. Got yeah. the bass player from Kill Switch and shit, uh, but he's not a singer no more, and that's a bummer. I thought they were cool. But that's cool. They're gonna uh, Shadows yeah. Fall. Right. Shadows Fall is also, uh, I, b- I believe it said it's they're independent now. So, oh, cool. They can do whatever okay. they want. Yes, I like it. Back in January, it was announced that Metallica would raffle mm-hmm. off one of their one of a kind Flying M guitars. Mm-hmm. It's just one guitar. It's a one-off. Uh, think of the Flying V, but it's that world-famous Metallica M doubled up side-by-side side instead. It's really fucking badass looking. Mm-hmm. That guitar auctioned off for $140,000. That money will be donated to the Metallica's All Within My Hands Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, which is dedicated to creating a sustainable communities by supporting workforce education, the fight against hunger, and other critical local services. And supports kids trying to learn a fucking trade and shit, yep. man. Everybody's like, oh, you should be a doctor. No, no. This is like, you know, go be a carpenter and like work on cars and stuff. And that's cool that Metallica is fucking uh, uh, pushing that. That's cool, man. I like that. Fuck yeah. $140,000. That's Hell's a lot yeah. for a guitar. It's a really cool looking guitar for a good it's, cause. It's a good chunk of money to go to some good stuff, man. You can buy Go ahead. Be a superhero like Mike Coker that can come and fix a podcast air conditioning yeah. so you know they what I mean? can record a, comfortably. Man. You can have tattoos and listen to metal and shit while you have a cool job. Fucking love you, Mike. That was him. <laughs> Shout out, Mike. If you want to find out more information about the charity, uh, it's all within my hands.org. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. All right, I'm Bobby motherfucking McDermott with some new music out here I'm going to share with you. going to rate this stuff on a uh, one to six upside down pentagrams. The intention is not to crush anybody's feelings, but I ain't here to suck anybody's dick. If I don't like it, I'll tell you. If I do like it, I'll fucking tell you. All right, incendiary.
Change the Way You Think About Pain. Get some of that fucking title. 10 songs, 30 minutes of some good old New York hardcore. Yeah, this shit's fucking harsh. It's got the underground vibe, but with the hate breed production, big punchy riffs, and they got that seriously good chugga. It's not all beat down hardcore. They got some melodic parts and even dip into a little bit of the power violence, which I really like that shit. Uh, the songwriting is a little ADD. They don't seem to want to stick to a groove. They'd rather just offer up a buffet of riffs and breakdowns. Uh, but brutal stuff as usual from Incendiary and their latest album, Change the Way You Think About Pain, for Upside Down Pentagrams. Jaw. J-A-A-A-A-W. It's J-A-A-W. It's the first letter of each guy's name, but I guess it's Jaw. Supercluster is the album, eight songs, 38 minutes, post-industrial supergroup from England. Gotta be honest, I didn't know what the fuck post-industrial was either. Apparently, it means you used to be in an industrial band. Unbelievable. This shit is like a lost gem of 90s grunge, like quicksand, screw, jeans addiction type stuff. Uh, maybe if Sonic Youth got into ministry or something. But it's also got that Chicago loud rock vibe that's going on nowadays. The bass has a cool, dirty punk rock sound to it. And the whole thing is sludgy as fuck. The song Dead Drop could have been on the Crow soundtrack. Mm. And uh, Rot and Total Protonic Reversal are killer songs. These guys really know how to create a cool sonic landscape. And I really recommend this shit. I enjoyed the fucking shit out of it. Incredible stuff from Jaw and their new album, Supercluster, five and a half upside down pentagrams. Got an EP here, Gorilla Wizard, White Knuckle Black Magic, five songs, 19 minutes, Stoner Metal from New York. All right, check this shit. White Zombie and I Hate God, fuck Faith No More. And then that baby was into the sword and acid bath, and then he got the guy that produced Far Beyond Driven to do this shit. It's amazing. It's spectacular. It's web of. It's fucking just the coolest shit I've heard this fucking year. It's my new favorite band. I really like these guys. Super cool stuff from Gorilla Wizard with their new EP, White Knuckle, Black Magic 5, Upside Down Pentagrams. Get some of that shit. So you had your levels definitely right for that one. Oh, I liked it. And normally I would not ever talk about this fucking shit. But Link this, apart. No, this goes out to one guy in particular. This is a single... Uh, Black Lung featuring Isaiah Mitchell doing a cover of the Beatles and the one song I like by them, Helter Skelter. I myself prefer the Motley Crue version, but this one is pretty cool. Uh, if you like the Beatles, if you like Charlie Manson, if you like psychedelic rock and roll, then I suggest you check this out. Black Lung's version of Helter Skelter. That's all I got this week, motherfuckers. Stay curious. All right, this week, we're doing something a little different on the show. We decided to take a band's entire discography and listen to the whole thing and discuss it as a group. So we decided to start out with a band that hasn't made an album since 2006. We're going to be talking about System of a Down. Oh, yeah. And we're going to start out from the beginning 
and we're going to talk about all five of their studio albums. We'll talk about their entire discography. System of a Down were formed in Glendale, California in 1994. But since 1997, the band's lineup has consisted of Surge on lead vocals, Darren on guitar and backup vocals, uh, Shavo on bass, and uh, John on drums. Some may say they're new metal, but I think that's too narrow for what they are. Sometimes they're kind of alternative, uh, sometimes maybe progressive, sometimes just metal. Uh, they blend numerous styles, and it's hard, hard to kind of really put them in any box. Their sound is System of a Down. There's nothing else quite like it. Uh, it's instantly recognizable uh, when you hear it. And uh, lyrically, the band's always been focused more on anti-war and political themes. Their first album came out in 1998. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember uh, Sugar was the first one I heard. It was off of uh, the pit, you know, the old late night Saturday night uh, metal show. And a couple of days later, I went and bought the album. And uh, I was happy that Sugar wasn't the best song on there. Like, it was weird and heavy and it was cool and stuff, but there's like way cooler shit on that album. Uh, I got kind of a funny story about Sweet Pea, how the fucking album kicks off. Uh, kind of has that soft nursery rhyme gimmick to it. So, at the time, I worked at a place with my brothers and a bunch of friends. And the boss's uh, wife did not like any of the music we liked. And I somehow tricked her into kicking this on. And when she heard the beginning, she was like, oh, I kind of, what is it? And then she turned it up and everybody in the in the, the workplace <laughs> knew what I was doing and looked at me. And then it kicks into that awesome fucking staccato fucking thrashy riffing. The whole fucking joint's losing it. She had walked off and then comes back yelling at me, trying to turn it off. And she's hitting the wrong numbers. It's going louder. So that's always a funny story. When I think of System of a Down, I always think of that fucking story when I got in trouble for fucking kicking on goddamn Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea. I had an out-of-body experience. The enemy, her name was Jesus. <laughs> and for her, everyone cried. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. That was actually, that song was my introduction to the band because friends recommended this, and I just bought the CD mm -hmm. blindly without having heard it. Oh, man. That's so, what we did. Uh, Sweet Pea was the first song that I ever heard. And uh, yeah, raw intensity. Oh, man. Just one of the most unique sounds I'd ever heard at the time. Crazy guitar sounds, just aggressive. Mm -hmm. Some of the wackiest vocals I ever heard. And then it ends with, uh, I want to fuck my way to the garden. Because mm. everyone needs a motherfucker. That's such an so. incredible sound. It was four sounds. The vocals, the bass, the guitar, and the drums. And everything came through fucking clean as shit. I would say maybe the bass was a little lower and the vocals was a little bit higher, you know, as it were. But it was such a fucking really clean production on kind of a dirty sound. It's, it's a kind of a punk rock approach to how they do shit. Absolutely. It's very scatterbrained and raw as fuck. But somehow everybody was clean as fuck. And in that time when everything else was coming out there, it just was a, it was a, a sound that was unique and, and, and stuck out amongst what was happening. Yeah. I think my favorite track on the album is Spiders. Really? Yeah. It's the first time you really hear them kind of slow down. It's more melodic. You get a whole different side of the band with that one. And it's like something they would continue on with each album afterwards. There's always that song that's slower down. And I tend to gravitate towards those. So when I listened to it the other day, I felt like Spiders did not age well. I feel mm. like Surge would do a way better job now. Like 
there's some notes that he hits. They're like, he kind of hits him, but he was still young and it wasn't as fucking uh, smooth where I feel like if they did like a remasters, he went in, like it would be a better song. It was, it was a few songs on the album. I thought like that, like, wow, like these didn't really age well compared to what the fuck they were doing later. Uh, for me, D devil is where hmm. I really start to enjoy the album. Uh, Soil, I think, is the best song on the album, but those six songs from D-Devil to People, which is my favorite, uh, the songwriting is on a different level than the rest of the album. Uh, some of the other songs seem like filler songs, like maybe they're like the riff, like on Qbert, they kind of like the riff, but never really fleshed out what else was going on in there, and they just kind of stuck it in there. But those six songs in the middle, that's the, the chunk of the album I really fucking enjoy, whereas I kind of skip the other ones and stuff. And, uh, but people, people, that's the fucking baby. one. That's the one I would always put on the mixtapes, much to the chagrin of my fucking people that would listen to it. Uh, but it's got that goofy polka bounce to it. And it's, uh, interesting how they would always incorporate their like heritage into an already or unorthodox style of metal. Yeah. And it makes for some like really strange stuff. But man, people, I like that one. Yeah, man. Peephole, I brought that one up on the uh, 420 episode. That's a good one. Don't ever get stuck in the sky. Mm. But uh, as far as favorite songs on this album, uh, I really like tracks 1 through 13. (laughs) (laughs) Those are are definitely the best ones. All right. Uh, But Suggestions, uh, for me, is the standout track. Oh, wow. I love the intro with no distortion. Bass and drums come in and make everything start sounding really just, just frantic. And my favorite vocal part on the entire album is at the end when he's like, So many good songs on this album. Uh, War is another favorite. War is great. But Pluck. Oh. Pluck, I mm. really like. Fuck. Uh, it's an acronym for Political Lying Unholy Cowardly Killers. Great fucking song. Yeah, uh, I wanted to touch on that. Pluck, I always liked, but listening to it again, I like it way better now. Like, mm. I, it, it moved up on my favorites of the album. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, it, that one definitely improved over time. I think that was, that's a fucking cool song, man. Yeah. It really is. I think this whole album has aged pretty well. Mm-hmm. I would agree. All the songs I didn't like back then, I still don't like. And all the songs that I did like, I still fucking like. And it's still, it's still the same album to me. I liked it a lot, man. It was, it's fucking cool. Don't you realize that evil lives in the motherfucking skin mm, or else is it going to go so fact about this album sugar is the most popular streamed song with over 200 million mm. streams uh overall though this was never uh really my favorite system of down album but it's still not bad by any means it comes off a little more silly than the rest and doesn't hold my attention all the way through there are some slow parts for me but the groundwork for what they would quickly become is already here I did really enjoy this, and I give it a four and a half out of six. Hey, all right. What you think, Bobby? Um, 
like I said, it uh, the songs I didn't like back then. I listened to them again, and then halfway through, I was like, ah, I still like. I skipped them. But uh, there's that huge chunk of the album that is still bad as fuck, and I think that was what they were trying to present. And they just had some filler stuff, and uh, it still resonates with me today. And then, like I said, Pluck was even cooler. So that's a fucking solid five upside down pentagrams for me for the uh, first album mm-hmm. from System of Down. I like them guys. So uh, unlike many of the albums that came out in the new metal era, a lot of them did not hold up over time. Mm. Yeah, I think this one held up really well. I'm not sure that System has ever really topped this album. It Ooh. probably should have been on our best debut albums, but I guess we were all smoking crack that week or something. Like we don't smoke it's crack around here. It's a good one. There'll no, be no. another episode. Now it can't be on there because you already fucking said no, it. Good no, job. No. Nobody picked it because we all suck. I picked the fucking good ones. What are you talking so about? So did I. You suck. No shit. System of a Down. This is the album for me. It's mm-hmm. a perfect six, six. out of six. Six, six, six. Here we go. Uh, three years after the uh, self-titled album, they would release what would be the album that actually took this band to another level. That's Toxicity. Came out in 2001. 15 songs, 44 minutes. Mm-hmm. What stands out about this album to you, Bobby? Oh, man. Here we go. We're going to learn some shit about BMFM real quick. Uh, This is around the time that I really started to get away from lyrics and vocals. I learned that uh, while we was doing this fucking project, I was listening to shit, and I was like, what the fuck? So at the time, everything was getting real political and real preachy, and I just Mm. don't give a shit either fucking way. I don't like when you bring in the drama of do I agree or disagree with you to the music. I just want to hear the cool fucking noise. So that's what I remembered about this fucking just that whole and was fucking 9-11 happened. Everybody's fucking me. I don't fucking care. I don't want to listen to a song and then somebody say, oh, you agree with them? Are you on that side? I just like the fucking weird. Bow, 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 bow. You know what I mean? That's what I'm fucking listening to. Hey, Darren had some killer riffs. So I, I just recall this is when I started fading away from like lyrics and, and fucking uh, vocals and mm, shit. Fair enough. And there's no fucking way around it. So you just got to learn to tune it the fuck out. And that's where I started learning that shit. But. This fucking album, the level up from the last album was fucking amazing. They still use their strange formula, but with some experience under the belt and a lot of fucking money, they made an astounding sophomore album. Yes. Prison Song, great opener. I mean, they come banging out of the fucking thing with that staccato as fuck. It's uh, even today, if you kick them, like, that's the fuck shit. I, it catches you right it's, away. It's, 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 it's a jumpy one. I know you weren't listening to the lyrics, but it's, you know, statements about corrupt prison systems around the world. That's what that song's about. Well, what's fucked up is I was surprised on the first album how many fucking I knew the words. And I was like, man, I, I was around the time where I was still sing song and along with shit. Yeah. And uh, there's a couple other, there's some songs. When we get into the lyrics episode, I'll tell you about the one that really fucking threw me off. But it was just around that era 
where I was like, I don't care about politics and really, I don't, don't tell me what the fuck you think is right. I don't care. Just make your goofy noise. I like that shit. And there's a lot of goofy noise in this album. And I like that shit. And I can mm-hmm. just tune out the fucking, uh, the political fucking, I, I got no, I don't agree with any of your shit. I don't disagree with that. I like the fucking goofy ass, thrashy lyrics and uh, the drummer with the John Dolly man or whatever the fuck. Dolmayan. That, that dude. I didn't butcher their names this week. Dolmayan, yeah, because you didn't say them. Out of respect. <laughs> All right, Dolmayan. Sorry, guys. Usually, I like some big battle drums and a, like tribally shit. There's a lot of toms and stuff. This guy's working the other side of the fucking kit. He's doing a lot of hi-hat and snare shit, and it's real like Titan stuff, which creates a different sonic atmosphere than if you're doing the big toms and the splashy crashes. Takes up a lot of fucking sound over the snare. Pop. And fucking uh, Darren and Chavo are doing these other things, and it just creates a whole fucking cool sound. Like I said, they always had that vocals. Bass, guitar, drums. You can fucking hear everything. Everything sounds mm-hmm. fucking tight as shit, crisp and clear. Love Everybody gets their moments. No shit. And uh, well, in the early days, they everybody got their moments. We'll talk about that on some other albums later. Uh, Jet Pilot, fucking amazing. Those are some goofy-ass fucking lyrics. But man, what a cool-ass song. Uh, when this album came out, uh, Brother Jay at the time, was uh, his job was delivering eyeballs around the fucking state. Shout out to Brother Jay. And he loved this album and would always fucking play it. So whenever I hear this album, I think about delivering eyeballs with Brother Jay, which is just a weird fucking memory. But man, this was some cool shit. Like at the time, nothing was really going. It's thrashy. It's tight. It was weird noises and shit, you know? It's a little bit of hardcore punk in there. Mm-hmm. You like that one, Justin? <laughs> no, not really. It, it's, it's one of the few. I mean, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Really just wacky sounding. Uh, Darren using all his little strange guitar noises. Mm. Chavo and John holding it down on the rhythm section. It's good stuff. I like Needles better. Needles is one of my favorite that's a, tracks that's on really the Needles album. is a good one. Uh, that's where Serge brings those growls in. And uh, it's a little different than what we've heard on, like, you know, the old album. Mm. And uh, that was one of the first songs where Darren's vocals became more mm. prevalent, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm a fan of. If I'm, mm. you know, I, mm. I know, I know we're going to get more into this mm-hmm. again on the, <laughs> on the future albums to come up. I like it. Uh, but I really like it here. Needles was a good example of the two nah, playing Needles together. Cool. Needles and is good. Let's be honest. I know we all did our homework for this episode. We all know who the primary songwriter is. If he wants to fucking sing, he's allowed to sing because it's his shit. You know, John Dolly, man. Yeah. Uh, no, fucking <laughs> Darren is writing the majority of this shit. And we all in our hearts, we want to give Serge all the credit. But Darren writes most of the lyrics, too. I will tell you, after this week, uh, I learned to appreciate how much Darren's doing more yeah. than I ever did before. Yeah. And, and that was something for me. Uh, I mean, you. You think a system of a down, you think of Surge as the yeah. front man. Yeah, the the sound is not the same without him. We learned that from fucking Scars on Broadway, which no one gives a shit about. Hmm. And Dar- Darren's the, one of the producers, along with Rick Rubin, pronounced, produced like all five yeah. of these albums. But Darren is a secondary producer on, but, on everything. Yeah, you, you, don't have, secondary. Yeah, you yeah. don't have a system of a down without Darren for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, did he overdo it? We'll, we'll discuss that at some point. We'll but, get uh, there. 
Yeah, man. Jet Pilot was cool. Science was another one. Really liked the opening guitar mm-hmm. on that one. Um, the whole middle of the album with Bounce, Forest, ATWA, Science, Shimmy. That's it. That's a good fucking run. <laughs> Bounce. That's my Bounce favorite. Is so yeah, fucking that's dumb. A, it's got the weird it timing is, on the vocals, is, but man, it's the cool. riffs. Just the wacky energy oh, man, of it. It's just fuck. I, I mean, like I love it. that song. I'm, uh, I'm that's, not gonna. That's that's the that, one, man. Uh, on the first cool. listen, Bounce is one that really. I mean, it stood bounce. out for like, <laughs> all, all kinds, kinds of reasons. Yeah, it's weird. Like uh. The middle of their albums is where the like the good chunks of the songs happen, like the you know back to back ones. They they'll have some skippers here and there, and they'll just have like this good chunk in the middle of their fucking album. Shimmy was cool, yeah, uh, yeah, I like shimmy, 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 shimmy but to the, the break it down. Arto, I really fucking I can... like that one. It's got the tribally drums and shit. It's a cool outro. It's a real contrast to the start of the album with the junk. My, my favorite track is actually Ariel's. I know that sounds so cheesy because like a lot of people uh, yeah, know that it sounds accurate for you. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I mean, I but I bring that up too because you know. a Monomarth covered this song on their Search of Rising album. Yeah. Definitely check that out. Ariel's is a, I think it's a cool song, man. It's, no, it's, it's a, just it's, it's different. Just and as I mentioned, as I mentioned, as I mentioned before, though, like their slower songs are what stand out more to me because they only do like one an album, so it what, really stands out when they do it. I got like a weird relationship with System of a Down. Like I like them, but when I hang out with people that don't really listen to metal all the time, this is the one they always drop. And I, I always that. play fucking I aerials. I pre- and I'm like, yeah, know. cool. Like, yep. Yeah. All right. Here we yep. go. You know it's, what I mean? It's that. There's a nostalgic vibe to that for me. I got some things to say about that, but we'll we'll wait till closing. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give. You want a wild stat on this album? I do. It doesn't happen for many metal bands. All right. Chop Suey okay. has over 1 billion listens. Oh, wow. Or 1 billion streams on That's Spotify. like all of China listen to it. It's one. a fucking lot. It doesn't happen very often. Um, I just want to point out that none of us talked about that while we were given our summary of the songs that we like the best. Chop Suey's a classic. So there's and that. The, the video is... Fuck is, you, billion people. <laughs> It, you, it is a, a billion class. people. It is, <laughs> yes. It is a classic. Like that. <laughs> and it's an iconic video from the early 2000s. I mean, everybody knew Chop Suey. That's like where mm. a lot of people came in. Like we I may agree, have, but the video you know, itself was stupid. And it it really... is, but it's like, it's kind of iconic. If you go back and watch it, you know, like, hey, that's fucking Chop Suey. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know it right away. So. I mean, Nookie's iconic too, but it's fucking stupid. You know, it's funny you say that because Nookie's a very similar video the way it's shot. <laughs> So yes, it is actually yes, very much so. But they're both very they iconic. were products Somehow at the time for sure. Came back the fucking link fest. Yeah, toxicity is another one we didn't mention that's very popular on this everybody album. Fucking knows so, it. You know, we the, talk about the things the, the nobody talks track, about. Seven hundred thousand streams. I mean, you can't deny this band is still insanely popular, even though they haven't put out anything in a long, long. That is crazy. Time. Like they're they're still. As popular as if they're still cranking out shit, yeah. which is fucking weird. I mean, they just headlined Sick New World, the festival. Like, they were the fucking headline. System mm. of a Down. They haven't put out an album in almost 20 years. Mm. We'll get to those albums in a minute. Right. Uh, so, Toxicity, this is uh, this is really where the band actually caught my attention. Uh, I think there's a good flow to this album. Each song individually also has a good flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything makes sense to me. Uh, this is the peak of System of a Down. Whether you like that or not, this is where they peaked. I don't like it. Well, mm. Toxicity moved over 12 million copies. So whether you like it or not, it is the most popular album they have. And it is my favorite. It's a five and a half out of six. All right. 
uh, not my favorite, but I do feel this is a really fucking incredible album uh, to level up production-wise. Uh, again, they had a bunch of fucking skippers, but they do have that chunk in the middle that I like. That's just their style. So for me, Toxicity is a five upside-down pentagrams. There's 15 tracks on this album. Hmm. Stop before you say it. Fuck that. Do your thing, man. <laughs> shit on it. No, nah, I don't want to shit on it. It's a Why good not? album. Well, no, you're good. But I think it would have been better if there was only about 12 tracks on I, the that, album. That, that's fair. Mm. That's why I didn't give it a perfect um, six. I don't actually dislike any of the songs, but a lot of them are just kind of lingering there, and mm. they're just another song on the album. And don't really stand out. It's a great album overall, but it had really big shoes to fill, and I think it came up just a hair short. I also realize I'm probably biased because I'm so fucking tired of hearing Chop Suey and Toxicity and Aerials. Right. I I understand, like, it's not the band's fault that they've been played so goddamn many times, but mm. I don't ever need to hear those songs again for the rest of my life. Um, so that puts a big hindrance on what I think of the album because those are three of the most solid songs on the album. Mm. I don't want to listen to them. Right. For me, this is a four out of six. Oh. All right. All right, so steal this album. 16 songs, 44 minutes. This was uh, 2002. Uh, so there was the whole fucking debacle with uh, this got leaked, and some songs uh, was released under the tag of Toxicity 2. So yes. some people do not consider this album to be a real album. But the band found out this fucking shit happened, and they went and hurry up offense and went into the studio and kind of fucking got this shit cleaned up. Uh, some say it's a B-side album, but the band says it's an actual album, so it's a fucking album. Anywho's Shit went platinum here in the States, uh, went gold in many other countries, made it to 15 here on the Billboard 200s, but those goofy bastards over in Australia fucking loved it, and it got to 11 on the Billboards there. That was the highest they ever got. Uh, I did not steal this fucking album. That's fucking stupid. I don't, I'm not going to fucking go commit crime because some goddamn mm. rock star told me to, but I didn't fucking buy it either. I, uh, I got somebody else to buy it for me. <laughs> so I fucking rebelled twice. Um, I actually fucking love this album. This is when he went back mm -hmm. to the goofy shit and it sounds like it should have been the second album and like toxicity should have been third. I agree. Chicken stew. As soon as I heard this motherfucker singing pizza toppings, I was like, all right, here we fucking go. What do you guys think about Steal This Album? I forget about this album all the time, mm. but it has some of my favorite system songs right? on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you mentioned Chicken Stew. Man, how can you not be in a good fucking mood listening about to pizza. that shit? It's so cool to me Love because... Pizza. They're singing about all this silly shit, pizza mm -hmm. toppings and stuff, but they treated this song like it was the most serious shit mm -hmm. they ever oh, wrote. Oh, it's serious yeah. as fuck. It's got yeah. clean-ass production. It sounds fucking great. It's got beautiful music backing it. It was treated with all the seriousness in the world. They really mean that pizza. But they're singing about yeah. fucking pizza, yeah. man. I mean, it's it's great. Ball game's in the refrigerator. Doors closed. Lights are out. But it's getting hard. Pepperoni, angry peppers, mushrooms, olive chives. Pepperoni, angry peppers, mushrooms, olive chives. Meat therapy, therapy, advertising causes meat therapy, therapy, advertising causes meat therapy, therapy. 
I'm going to write a song about a sandwich one day, and it's going to be fucking beautiful. It's, I mean, yeah. Is, I think you said it perfect. This, this, this does fit more as the number two album. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a same. good bridge in between the two. It's a lot like toxicity, but it's toxicity it's went different. way political, and yeah. we're in the in the fucking the 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 eye of the media and, and shit. This one was more goofier. I guess it starts off with fucking pizza lyrics. Let's party. I like that it, shit. But I mean, it does get more serious as it goes yeah, on. It does, so but I'm, that's a good start. It doesn't fit anywhere. It, it's exactly where it belongs without an album cover. Mm. It's it great how they did anywhere. that. It's just a weird mix of System of a Down songs. It's something lost. It's to, not uh, a real album, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> but it's, I it's, like a lot. I mean, I like a lot. Why of is it. it not a real album? It doesn't flow at all. It has no consistency from yeah. track to track. That's what makes an album. Not, there's a lot of albums that don't fucking flow. Uh, this one doesn't flow to, at all to me. Like it doesn't sound like a cohesive thing. There's so does- many good songs. I'm not saying it's not good. I, you guys are saying it should have been the follow-up to the best album of the band's career, and Oof, I don't see that. Big statement. Uh, all right. I see where you're going with it. My, one of my all-time favorite System of Down tracks is on this album. It's Mr. Jack. Really? Mr. It's Jack such is a great. deep cut, man. Uh, people forget about it. There's That's a, a slow skipper. build. I legitimately says Mr. Jack. There's such skipper. a heavy riff in there, what man. The and then it picks up in the chorus like... Mm-hmm. I don't like Ah, dude, I love Mr. Jack. These guys always have a couple of skippers on there. That's uh, not one of them, though. For me, it is. Mr. Jack is no, great. That's fucking oh, great. What about what about the uh, sing-along song? Bobby, I know you like those. Mm-hmm. I-E-A-I-A-I-O. I'm, I'm imagining everybody sings that shit at the live show. Yeah, but I fucking like that one. It's got the cool, it's subtle catchy, distortion on the bass, the weird chant with the sick groove underneath, and the fucking Night Rider riff that they sneak in there. Yeah, Ooh, I like Knight that Rider. one. The fuck, that's one bad as fuck song right there. But uh, yeah, Mr. Jack didn't like that one. ADD is super cool. Yeah, the main drums that, 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 that lead riff. Got is the great little killer. tribal drums and fucking uh, like that one. New guns, nuggins. I don't know, new guns, nuggins. It's really badass uh, the acoustic riff. They're just there, so fucking clean and tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I always say that about them, but uh, it's fucking impressive. Boom. Got the fat ass bass. Surge is talking over. Cool. Five. This whole fucking album was really fucking. Oh, awesome. man. What about Pictures. fuck the system? That's a good one, too. Fuck the system <laughs> has would... to be mentioned because I'm the guy that always brings up lyrics. Mm. Yep. This is the fewest amount of words that could have possibly been used in a song. They're so they're actually saying so little. And it sounds so fucking yeah. cool. And they say fuck the system over and over I mean, and over. That's, that's the point of the song. They want to get it across. <laughs> man. I don't care what genre. It could be Japanese death polka. If it's fuck the system, I like that one. Ego brain. What about that oh, one? It's, got, it's a fucking soft one. Not really Slows a fucking fan. But the arrangements are like really fucking cool. That dude goes in Did weird get, directions. I man. think it's like about... Halfway in that song, maybe two minutes in, it gets pretty haunting, man. He goes, like, it's cool. He goes riffing. He goes in a weird, but roulette, roulette, the closer. Is so, it closer? I think it's the last song, right? Darren Malmackian, or whatever the fuck his name is, really good guitar That's why I player. Didn't say his last name and really interesting musician. He does a lot of cool shit. Goes in directions I would never fucking think of. But his voice is fucking terrible. I don't like his voice, and it ruins everything. You know, it's funny because I I He's said. Got, Go ahead. Too much of a fucking ego to let somebody else do. Dude, Serge is right there. He can sing. Yep. Just shh. But he wants that fucking spotlight, and he doesn't add to the song. No, it's 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 off note. If it's you not, check out his singing, 
It wouldn't detract. It would make the song better. You already have a dude who can sing. You're not Jerry Cantrell, dude. Neither one of them can sing, if we're being honest. They both fucking do weird mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. What, but yeah. Serge is the better singer. So, but and you already have a singer. Just have him do it. The fuck do you need to Darren, sing for? Darren gets more whiny. I do like it's roulette. nasally whiny like, as fuck. I wish. I agree with you. I wish Serge was doing the Darren I see parts. Some, I see some major disagreements coming up on the last two albums. Mm-hmm. You like Darren, and I don't uh, as a vocalist. I don't, I don't like him. Uh, Streamline. Just think of that one. It's a pretty good song. Which one? Streamline? Streamline. It's yeah. good. I've That's checked how they out fucking already. end it. And the fucking chorus is, I wasn't there for you. And I was like, that's a fucking horrible thing to live with. And then you write a song, and it's on a fucking album that's popular, and you just have to live through that. Um, I was like, what, whatever too. they went through... D- d- I wasn't there for you. You got to fucking. That's and no, it's epic as fuck. It's a strange note to go out on. I'm Intervisions was an annoying song, by the way. Interv- I don't Intervisions really listen to frantic. lyrics too much, but that's harsh, man. I wasn't there for you. Wow, it is. It's harsh. So you briefly mentioned Boom. That mm. was originally the big single off of this album. But if mm. you if you go look this album up now. The streams on that, it's like middle of the road, so it hasn't aged very well. But at the time, it was very relevant. What's the popular one now? There's no popular one. Not really. really, Really? Nothing nothing super stands out. But, Mm. you know, that song was very relevant coming out after... If you got to listen to this album, I'd steal it. Coming out after, uh, you know, 9-11, there's an interesting animated video to it Mm. with Bin Laden and Bush. It's very... Relevant to the time, not necessarily anymore. So what would you give it after all this time? So the album to me is uh, very personal and political, politically relevant. Mm. Uh, right in the middle of a very pro-American time in the country. Uh, it really made little teenage me stop and think about things and not just bind everything that I was being told on the media. Hmm. Uh, it's the uh, perfect continuation of t- toxicity. Although you mentioned it probably should have come before, hmm. which in hindsight now, I do agree with that statement. Hmm. Uh, it feels like just a continuation. Uh, there's so many simple, catchy, cool riffs throughout. Uh, I always really like this album a lot. I give it a five out of six. All right. So to get a different uh, perspective, what do you got there, Battlebeard? <sighs> Oh, he don't like this one. No, it's mm. it's a good system of a down album, and I, I do put it on from time to time, but it's not perfect at all. Nope. I understand the background of the album, and you know, Bobby touched on it, but the whole deal was that these were songs that didn't fit in toxicity. They didn't Correct. fit the theme of the album. Mm-hmm. So they're not the band made it very clear that these are not B side songs. They're, you know. They're at the same caliber as the songs on Toxicity. But the reality of it is it does not flow as a continuous album. And it is jarring to listen to to me because it goes from one extreme to another. And some of the songs are not good. They're just not. Uh, Much like I said with Toxicity, I would trim at least three songs off of this. Mm. At least. At least. I'd probably go more but i'm i'm being generous this album's too long it's not the best example of what system of a down can do and if this would have been the follow-up to the self-titled i probably would have lost interest in the band much sooner there's a lot of good songs on here mr jack being one of them 
chicken stew definitely being mm. one of my favorites of all time. But if I'm rating it as a whole effort, it is a three and a half out of six. Oh, get Ooh. some of that. Wow. All right. I like that. That's cool. Uh, so obviously my opinion is going to be fucking different than yours. That's how it goes. I'm shocked. Um, this has the least amount of skippers on there. So I rated it a little higher. I fucking actually love this album. This really is my favorite fucking album they did. Mm. It went more, not necessarily punk rock with the sound, but their vibe was, uh, it, they, they, you know, like I said, the second one got real fucking political and shit. And then these guys are singing about pizza and fucking, I like that shit. Uh, I miss pizza. I love the album when it came out. And on the re-listen, I fucking enjoyed it again. And like I said, this is my favorite uh, system of down. So it's a fucking five and a half upside down pentagrams. Um, there's not a lot of skippers on there for this. And they usually have at least half the fucking album I skip. Nah, that's a good one. I like I, that one. I feel like we all listen to like different album. Like I I, I had to. It. Mm-hmm. I must have listened to a different album than you guys. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed Stillis album. I enjoyed it too. Mm. Not as much. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And here we go. Up next, we got Mesmerize. Mesmerize. 2005. It was 11 songs in 36 minutes. It was part one of a two-part album. Mesmerize was commercially more successful than Toxicity to start. It hit number one in 12 countries upon its release. Uh, Darren always had his fair share of vocals, but on this album, it's basically 50-50 with Surge. And honestly, Darren may have more vocals than he does. It was reported that at the time of the recording, Surge was almost out of the band due to creative differences. And going through the album, uh, you can sort of tell that something's just a little different this time around. Uh, But they do come out of the gates hot with the lead single and one of their most popular songs, which is B-Y-O-B. What do you think of that one, Bobby? That's another one of the songs they always kick on. It's Aerials. Or fucking BYOB. Which was, is, I like that one. If you're going to fucking do the obligatory, hey, I'm trying to fit in with the minute. I'll listen to that one. Speaking of fitting in, they want a Grammy for this song. I mean, you know, there you, that's, go. you can't, can't argue with that. But uh, yeah, I like other stuff on the album more than that one. Same. That's one of the only radio singles from System of a Down. That's actually one of my favorite songs. Oh, I love that song so fucking much. You must have been listening to a different album than us. The music is incredible. It's got a fun party vibe, and it marries it perfectly into the chaotic, hardcore punk. The lyrics are super clever, and the tempo changes in the music fit the lyrical themes perfectly. I've heard BYOB almost as much as I've heard Chop Suey, Mm. but I have not tired of it in the same way. Uh, I love BYOB, man. It's fucking great. It's better. Um, Also want to say, like, perfect way to start the album with Soldier Side. We'll talk about it more on the next album, but I really love how they bookmark, mesmerize, and hypnotize with the two parts of that song. Mm -hmm. It's a cool way to bring the two albums together. They're pretty consistent with a good opener. They are. Uh, yeah, there's I mean, no a, bad openers. Every every they fucking got a good one. Opener, man, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Like when the new album, you're like, what are they gonna do? And then they they yeah. they do some shit. And chicken know? stew fits right you know in the I mean? like, fucking like, sweet pea, man. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> it's they, they don't great. fail you on the open, man. Nah. How do you guys feel about Cigaro? The beginning of that track oh, comes cool. down. It's damn near like thrashy death metal for a time there, and then Darren says. 
My cock is much bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. My cock can walk right through the door. So this, <laughs> I love this. I would love to cover this song. Like me and the brothers, slow it down a little bit. That she'll be sludgy as fuck. Get Beaumont Sabos on the fucking vocals. Brother be, Jay, brother Mark, be, let's do it. Man, it'd be pretty good. I'm just saying that. That's the one. Uh, but before that, we got Revenga, Revenge. I mean, that song's real badass. Yeah. It's kind of like a Buckethead song, but without the insane solos. And the shit John Dolly Mayan, whatever the fuck his name Dole is. Mayan. The shit he's doing on the hi-hats and the fucking ride sounds like a sword fight happening in the background. Shit sounds cool as fuck, man. I like that shit. All you four get- of these guys bring it. Like, they they really all hold their own weight, man, and they mm. all stand out. Do you guys like radio video? Mm-mm. Really? That, that's one of my favorite songs. But the build, it, it, it comes to like a crescendo at about three and a half minutes in. Well... They also bring back the polka sound that Bobby yeah, talked I, about on yep, Peephole. I like, do like that. That, shit that comes out in that song, and it, it brought me back to the first album and made me really like it. Uh, this cocaine makes me feel like I'm on this song. <laughs> is a great fucking title. <laughs> but it sounds like a Dead Cross song. Like, it's shit's fucking whacked out. It's a little thrashy. It's got that. I feel like uh, Dead Cross was uh, definitely listening to uh, some system when they were fucking recording their last album. Sad salute. I like that one. Uh, super fast and tight. Which is just pretty Dude, much Dar- Darren's riffing a lot. But it that slows time. down yeah. in the middle and then picks up again at the end. And then with like a clean stop, man, they're they're, t- they're so fucking. All I can ever say about it is they're clean and tight. Like these guys are just fucking locked in and they can change the pace and just breakneck speed and stops. And they're fucking bad as fuck, dude. You did mean sad statue, right? Yeah. Sad, so what did I say? Sad salute. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't trying. I was just making sure. All right, there you go. That's that that was one of the songs that stood out to me. That's one of the best songs on the album. It might be. It might be my favorite. Fact check. You know, props to Darren Malakian for handling the guitar duties on his own on there because he's working his fucking ass off on that song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So also one of the best choruses of the band's career. If you're talking about from a vocal standpoint. mm -hmm. That's fucking, that's as good as it gets right there. That's, yeah. And the lyrics turned out to be very prophetic, if we're being honest. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to go happens. back and look closer. A generation that couldn't agree. Yeah. yeah. That's so, us. That's all of us for yeah, right now. That's every fucking generation. It is. Uh, old school Hollywood, like that one, starts with that fucking retro synth stuff and then mixes uh, yeah. throughout it's the song. It's a weird one, man. It's so but, weird. Uh, I prefer Lost in Hollywood, but it old school It kind of reminds me right. of Avenged Sevenfoldy huh? would probably do well if they like covered it. Probably. Okay, you know what what I'm okay. It's a little out of place with the rest of the album. It I, is weird as fuck, but I was like, um, but I feel like Avenged Sevenfold was kind of big at the time. And I was like, well, you guys but I, totally, I'm like, it was, I, I don't skip that big. song when it comes on. I was listening to uh, System of Down on the Way Here. Right. And Old School Hollywood is the last song I listened to before I hopped out right. and hopped in Bobby's car for. Man, discuss things. Uh, this album definitely <laughs> embraced the uh, radio rockness and their like uh, meteorotic 
fucking rise to fame and shit. Uh, they got some seriously sick shit going on, but it's definitely aimed at the masses. And there was a lot of poppy chorus type stuff. And then they had like the mainstream slick sound to it. It wasn't as like uh, the the goofy uh, craziness as uh, from the first couple albums. So uh, for me, that's a three and a half upside down pentagrams. Wasn't a fan of that shit. Overall, I like this album a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Know a lot of people have disagreed with me over this. I'm a lot of throughout people. the years, but I like when Darren and Serge both sing on the songs. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of what's propelled them to their current level of success and fame. I think it's a great album. It's not perfect, but it's close. I give this one a five out of six mm-hmm. upside down pentagrams. I think Mesmerize is a solid album, but I'm honestly not a big fan of Darren's vocals as he can be very whiny at times. Uh, There's some good stuff on here, but there's some skippable stuff too. It's a fun listen overall, and I give it a four out of six. There you go. So in the same year, they released Hypnotize, and they were one of four artists who hit number one twice in a year. And of the rock and metal genre, the only, only other band to ever do it was Guns N' Roses with Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, which is kind of ironic because this is kind of like Use Your Illusion 2. And then the Beatles and then Tupac. Correct. Beatles and Tupac were the other two. Mm-hmm. This is 2005. It's around 40 minutes. Jason, what do you think of Hypnotize? Another perfect opener. <laughs> Bobby talked about the openers with System of a Down. They're good, right? Attack is fucking great. What a fucking statement to open the album. Musically perfect. It's essentially a thrash metal banger, cleverly hiding under Serge's kooky vocals mm. and that slow chorus. It's a perfect name for this song. It instantly kind of attacks you to start the al- album with that aggressive riffing. Darren Darren stands out here. Yeah, I mean, attack starts off pretty cool, but then they lose me and uh Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's this is not the good stuff. Stealing society gets kind of cool halfway through, but then again, they, they start dropping the fucking ball on a lot of shit for me here. Um, tentative, it's got a pretty cool, badass riff, but then they half ass the rest of the song. I don't know, man. Like, what, what do you guys think of this? Like, again, they did the old uh, double out, we're gonna release the one in the beginning mm-hmm. here in the end. This one was not awesome, like compared to the other one. I didn't even fucking like that one. It was the weaker attempt. Okay. Here's the shocker. Mm. Sarcasm. My favorite track on this album is Lonely Day, which is probably the slowest song on the entire album. And Um, the most popular. Is it? Yeah, I'm going to open the door over here and you can just see yourself out. I like Lonely Day. Day um, has the guitar solo that he mixes really well with the fucking mandolin and shit. I do. I'm not a mandolin fan, but that was cool. How you f- it made for an interesting fucking sound while you're soloing, and then that weird mandolin sound. Oh. Yeah, honestly, I, Beyond Lonely Day and Attack, there's not a lot on this album that I like yeah, to listen to. I'm with you. Very interesting. I think uh, Kill Rock and Roll is one of the most fun songs they ever wrote. Uh, fun lyrics, dancey music, and Darren's vocals are so 
strangely terrible here. (laughs) They're not good. But it's perfectly executed for what he was trying to do. Uh, Fair. I I love it. I just don't like what he was Uh, trying to do. Holy Mountains (laughs) is great. A little bit of a ballad, but it's done beautifully. You mentioned Lonely Day. I think it's great. It's it's weird to hear a band that we're used to being one extreme or the other. So System of a Down is usually they're politically in your face with aggression and their message, or they're completely silly singing about pepperoni. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, about, yeah. and then they go kind of personal here. It's very personal. Um, it's very rare for them. It's a little different, but I like it. It's a, it's very different than what they've done before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think this is a solid album. I, I'm not really on the same page with you guys. Mm-hmm. I actually think from Mesmerize to Hypnotize, there was a step up. And I think they saved the, the better half of the album for mm. the second release. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you fig. What do you think of that song? I thought it mm-hmm. had like a cool ass groove with the sick riff. And of course, they go back into some lame ding dong shit, but then back to the cool riff. But the vocals, like Surge, sounds pissed. Like there's like, you can hear the tension of what's going yeah. on in in the right. fucking studio. Yeah. Like I like that one. It was it was a more visceral, fucking angry. Like a lot of times he's said, la, 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 la. you know he's kind of goofy and shit. But this one, Ooh. he sounds mad as fuck. So. You guys have made it clear that you don't really like uh, Darren Malakian's mm-hmm. vocals, but what about on Soldier's side? Because I mentioned so, the bookmarking of that as the beginning and the end of the two parts. I I just feel like the band made a really solid statement with closing Hypnotize I, with Soldier's Side. I, I enjoy Soldier's Side. It's one of three songs that stand out for me. It's the third one. I already mentioned the other two, Attack and Lonely Day. I think there's a haunting riff from Darren in there, and it's a solid closer to what, in my opinion, is an otherwise underwhelming album. But I, so I like Soldier I, I feel like that's a song that Surge couldn't have carried by himself. I, I feel not. like Darren actually added a lot to that song. He did, but I think he. And, and keep in mind, this is the guy uh, I, I gave the first album a six, and Darren yeah. barely had any presence there. Correct. So. I think it took them from the first album until hypnotized before Darren made any sense with what they were doing. But I feel like for me, hypnotize is where they dialed it all in. And it's like, okay, you got a little surge. You got a little Darren. Let's marry them together and make these two sounds work together. And I feel like they did it here. I know you guys don't agree. Yeah. um, But that's what I hear when I listen to the album. I did not. When Darren did shit on toxicity and fucking steal this album, like I did, I wasn't there for it. Hmm. Didn't do it for me. That's my favorite time. It's funny how we see it different. Yeah, well, that's why we do this so it we is. can all talk about it. it you is know, what it is. Right. yeah. We so, don't. This is my least favorite album by this band. Yeah, there's like two songs, a couple riffs here and there. The mix is all about Darren Melmackian and, and his fucking ego. He's barging in on everybody else's fucking track, and what he's doing doesn't improve the overall performance. His fucking singing is nasally and fucking off-key, and it doesn't add to... You already got a guy singing. Shut the fuck up. 
And then, like like I said in the earlier albums, it was bass, guitar, drums, vocals. On this shit, his guitar stuff's coming in on the fucking bass track. He's doing extra guitar shit on the fucking drums. It just don't fucking sound. And you're not adding anything. It's just your fucking ego. I want to fucking sing. I wrote the song. I did all the fucking things. And you can hear the band is like, dude, I thought we were all like pals and we were just going to hang out and like, create. it's not about you, motherfucker. Go make a fucking solo album, dude. This doesn't sound like a band. This sounds like fucking three dudes that are hanging out with a fucking egotistical fucking prick. Hypnotize is barely a fucking two upside down pentagrams for me. I don't like that shit. It's fucking all ego, man. That is not cool. Because in the beginning, he was such a cool musician. They went in weird directions, and everybody was cool, and then he just had to be a fucking dick, and it's all about him, man. Go make a solo album. Yeah, to me, uh, this is the weaker of the double albums, uh, with Lonely Day being, to me, far and away the standout song. Uh, this feels to me like, as I mentioned earlier, Use Your Illusion, where there really wasn't two albums worth of music. Uh, and that really shows in Hypnotize for me. Uh, there's a lot of filler here, and I zone out for the majority of it. And I give it a two and a half out of six. Jason, you seem to enjoy it. How'd you how'd you feel closing up? I 100% disagree. Uh, if I listen to Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, there's barely an album worth of content between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Barely. I'd give you seven songs out of the two <laughs> albums. Mm-hmm. I enjoy both Mesmerize and Hypnotize almost equally, hmm. but I think Hypnotize is the superior album. Mm. I don't know. We're, it's like we're listening to two different things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not going to speak to the internal struggles of the band. I'm not in the band, ever have been. I'm only judging it from what I hear. I don't hear the same things that you guys do. One thing I've I've noticed or learned from this week that I wasn't really 100% aware of is Darren is sort of the mastermind behind the yeah. system of a down. Um, did he cut back Surge a little bit? Maybe here and there. I don't know. I like the duo of the two together. I didn't expect to. And it took a little bit of time for them to figure it out for me because I think they didn't have it down on Toxicity or steal this album. I don't think they knew how to coexist as vocalists. Hmm. For me, they figured it out on Hypnotize. And uh, I really like the sound that they create together. I give this one a six out of six upside down pentagrams. Get some of that. Six, six, six. Wow. Uh, I do have one final thought on, you know, after doing this discography. Uh, I think these guys, had they not skyrocketed to fame and got to the height they did so quickly, I think they would have been like a cool underground band and like the new Dead Kennedys. That would have been their other route. And like, but somehow after they're like, they just nailed it off their first album and then Toxicity. I'm just saying, like, they blew up really fucking fast and good for them. I'm just saying if they hadn't gone that route, they probably would have been like a more underground scummy, still trying to, you know, uh, promote the fucking uh, the political side. It'd have been like the new uh, Dead Kennedys vibe is what I think. Yeah. All right. So in summary, 
we've learned a lot about ourselves today. Mm-hmm. And mostly we've learned a lot about System of a Down. It was fun to go back and listen to all these albums. It wasn't fun. All right. So we've taken the average rating from the three of us. And we've ranked these albums in order. So coming in at number five mm. is the album Hypnotize. Mm. With an average rating of 3.5. No. Coming in with an average rating of 4.2 is Mesmerize. I need 4.2. That's weird. Mm. All right. Coming up next mm. with an average rating of 4.7 is Steal This Album. Steal <laughs> it. I like that one. And next on the list is Toxicity. With an average rating of 4.8 is Toxicity. Yeah, number two is to- Yeah, that seems right. And finally, the number one ranked album from System of a Down is the self-titled album with an average rating of 5.2. That seems right. The, the first one is the best one. It is, though. I just like the other one better, so if that makes sense. So we, he's got more on there I don't skip. That's just, it. Really. just to be clear, we chronologically rated these yeah, from kind of. first yeah. to last. If you're paying attention, yes. Yeah. Starting with... That's interesting. interesting. I mean, in I, order by release date, the average rating went down. Hmm. Sorry, system. It was still a fun listen all week. Eh. What do you mean? Like eh. Still, his album was cool to listen to again. The whole, yeah. the whole five was good to listen but to. Them, them, them last two was like, man, that's weak as fuck. And then hearing aerials again, and it's like, ah, chop suey. They're in the sky. Yeah, I mean, it's just, man. Yeah. Cool band, though. I like them. They got a, they're pretty fucking solid. Every album has at least half of it I'll like. Yeah. All right, everyone, that is our episode for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed our deep dive into the discography of System of a Down. It was fun. (laughs) We learned things, possibly. Don't forget to give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram. Follow it. At 2Metal for this. Leave us some feedback on how we're doing or drop your own six list in the comment section and we'll give you a shout out on the next episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Make sure you tune in for the next episode. We will be talking about the top six fire. Fire! It's fucking hot here in Florida. Fucking A, it's hot. You don't want to miss it. That's it for this week. Until next week, keep it metal and rage with respect.